Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, this is Blue July. Welcome to season two of the Be Someone podcast by Chris Ortiz. Float around, float around, I float around in clouds of gray Lurking in the shadows, I don't think I'm coming home today Alright Houston, go out there and be that someone With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. This is the coach, Chris Ortiz, at the Be Someone podcast. And I'm encouraging you to check out my website, CoachOrtiz.com. On this website, you'll be able to locate the books that I've written, which I've released three as of late. I got another two coming down the pipe. And then you can also locate all the past episodes uh, from all the other guests at the Be Someone podcast. So if you catch a free second, go to CoachOrtiz.com and support your local podcaster, educator, coach, author, all of the above. Take care and have a blessed day and go out and be that someone. Welcome everyone to the Be Someone podcast. And this week we have two special guests. We have Ajayla Ojiwanyi and we also have Bobby Basil. Now both of these young ladies are two of the better basketball players to come out of Houston in this 2020-2021 school year. We have a nice chat, talk about what makes a good coach, how was it that they were able to climb the ladder of success and obtain these collegiate scholarships and playing at the next level, and who were some people that helped and influenced them along the way. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Be Someone podcast with these two wonderful young people that are taking their talents to the next level. Take care, have a blessed day, and go out and be that someone. Hey everyone, this is uh, the coach Chris Ortiz at the Be Someone Podcast, and uh, today we got a couple of really special guests. I got uh, Ajayla Ojiwanyi, and I got uh, Bobby Basil. How y'all doing today? Pretty good. 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 Um, 
the reason that we got these uh, two young ladies on today is that uh, I wanted to pick their brain, you know, about uh, basketball, the recruiting process, and then also just uh, spread some knowledge, you know, about some of these kids that get to their uh, sport a little bit later in life, but they are highly successful because I think that there's this big uh, big story, big narrative going around that you have to have a kid in tournament ball at the age of five and you got to play every weekend and have a personal trainer and this, that, and the other. It's couldn't be further from the truth. You know, so we're going to start this conversation. Uh, and whenever we're talking, let's just do this. I'll ask one person something and then we'll let that person talk and then the other person, you fill in the same question, all right? Uh, Bobby, let's start off with you. Tell me a little bit about your family life growing up what was it like being razzled out <laughs> um let's see growing up I pretty much lived in the woodlands all my life I was born in New York but I came down here pretty young so all I've known is Texas but the city part of Texas I lived with my mom and my brother and sister and they're truly my everything like I would do anything for them but um, none of us were really into sports. Like my mom, she played basketball a little bit, but nothing serious. My dad's six five, so I guess that's where I get the hype from. And my brother's super tall too, but he got into soccer. But I would say like that was pretty much me. Like, how no, far did he take soccer? Um, he took soccer. He played it in high school, but he couldn't play much because when. It's a package deal when playing sports. You have to have the academics, and Uh-oh. he couldn't play much because of his academics weren't right. But he loved it. He played outside of school. He played basketball a little bit, but that's that was him. Mm. <laughs> what about you, AJ? So, born in Houston, Texas, raised in Cleveland, Texas. Um, a little bit about my family. My mom, she was not into sports at all. She was actually in the band. She played the <laughs> clarinet. Um, when I grew up, I kind of looked after her. So I like got into the band. And um, when my stepdad came in, of course, if you guys know Ronnie Hodges, he played blaze basketball. He went to college, played basketball. Um, he was supposed to go to the NBA. He was in the draft, but he got hurt, unfortunately. So that didn't work out for him. But um, mom, she basically raised me up my whole life um she supported me through everything um Ronnie came in and he helped me with basketball that's when I truly kind of fell in love with basketball um because in the beginning I was a cheerleader middle school year um (laughs) after that my eighth grade year he came in and he helped me he said he saw potential so I gave it a try so that's pretty much it yeah, and that's really like the meat and potatoes of well, really what I wanted to discuss today is that both of y'all found the game late, right? You found it at the uh, eighth grade level. Ajayla, you were cheerleading on the side <laughs> over there, pom-poms. <laughs> and then uh, we had Bobby Basil, this big old, you know, tall athletic kid walking around the school. And I said, hey, how are you doing? Why are you, why are you not trying out for basketball? But uh, both of these young ladies have experienced a a ton of success, and they're going to go on to the next level and uh, get their college paid for because of the sport of basketball. Um, Let me start off by asking both of y'all this. Uh, What were some of the benefits of coming to the sport later rather than sooner? Um, 
It's a good question. I would say, like, whenever people, individuals, like, grow up playing basketball, sometimes people can get into, like, not bad habits, but develop some things that just aren't, like, fundamentally right. I would say, like, for me, getting into basketball late, I just got to learn everything fresh and, like, having, like, an older, mature mind in eighth grade. Not super mature, but maturer than, like, being young and, like, five, six, seven. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I grasped everything fast, but it was just nice, like, being able to, like, kind of comprehend everything and just, like get into everything I would say yeah and you were you know that's one of the first things that jumped out to me was how intelligent you were and how quick you absorb things and I never thought about it that way like being older is going to help you grasp uh, grasps grasp things a little bit easier and then there's really not as many bad habits to unlearn like I've been mm-hmm. coaching forever and I didn't I've never thought about that what mm-hmm. about you Adela I definitely agree with Bobby said um I feel like when you're younger, you kind of have more so of your your parents' mentality of being a sport. The benefits of starting kind of late, I feel like you have, like Bobby said, you have this mature mindset. Um, It's like you kind of learn a lot more quicker, I would say. Because for me, I kind of, it took a little bit for me, of course, to learn things, but I was actually grasping a lot when I was learning in the eighth grade. So I felt like I had, uh, I I learned a little quicker with learning the fundamentals, learning what basketball is, learning how physical it was, everything. When you're younger, it's like you already have this, I don't know, it's like you you have your, your parents' mentality and it's like you can't really, I don't know, like, I guess it's an identity thing. Yeah, it's their identity, I don't want to. I don't want it to come out wrong, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Um, we talked about the advantages of starting late. What were some of the disadvantages that uh, y'all ran across? Because there were definitely some disadvantages. Yeah, for me, our, the disadvantages were great for me because I started in eighth grade and that was like never picking up a ball in my life. I think for the first like before I started playing basketball, I was playing tennis. My dad got me into tennis, and so starting basketball, I just felt so behind. Because when I was playing at Knox here, like, everybody, like, have a pretty good idea of, like, what basketball was. I didn't know, especially when it came to, like, the rules and, like, all, like, the calling, like, three seconds in the lane. Like, I always got called three seconds because it was just, like, I was just a step behind everybody. So that was, like, something that was, like, a kind of a disadvantage, but... Also, it just kept me motivated and because I wanted to learn about basketball because I did really love it. So that was kind of like not a setback, but that was like the biggest disadvantage for me. The setbacks for me, I would definitely say was I didn't really know a lot of people, like especially with playing outside, playing outside of school. I didn't know a lot of people to like help me get better with basketball. when I was playing in middle school, I would definitely say the disadvantages, kind of like what Bobby said as well. I was kind of a few steps behind too. I I was a little bit like bolder. So when I would play, I would kind of foul a lot. I would kinda, I didn't know how to guard. I didn't know how to shoot. I didn't know how to, you know, make a layup because I would shoot the layup and it would bounce off the, the, the goal. So I didn't know how hard or soft to do it so 
when I was playing, I would see some of the girls that were playing a little bit longer than me. Um, they would get mad at me because I was, again, I was a couple of steps behind. So I would definitely say that was some disadvantages for me. So you could feel that, that heat from mm -hmm. the other kids? That, I felt uh, that, that negative energy towards me. If I didn't make the layup, right, or something, they would. What does it look oh like? Gosh. Does it look like uh, like people cutting the eyes? Does it look yeah, they wouldn't pass me the ball. They're, I guess they had this like, oh, she can't really do much, so I can't pass the ball to her, which is, I don't want to say understandable, but it, it, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit because, you know, I was trying to get better at the sport. That's what I wanted to do. But uh, I kind of felt that heat. I felt that energy that they were kind of giving off, so. Uh, you mentioned the word love. Like, was it love? Like, as soon as you picked it up, and what, what was it about basketball that made you? Um, I don't. Love it? I always say like the biggest thing for basketball for me was just the relationships that I built with people, and like all the lessons that I got to learn from basketball. Um, and I was like blessed, like here coming into eighth grade um, <clears throat> and starting basketball. Like everybody was super welcoming here. Like we had like a good like family, and so. I didn't, like, feel that animosity that you felt. Like, people were pretty, like, understanding about me not knowing the fundamentals as well as them. But – and that's what made me, like, fall in love with it. Like, just the people. Like, for me, like, basketball, it's, like, all about the people and, like, who you're playing with and, like, the lessons and everything. I might say you were extremely blessed to come in with the crew that yeah, you came in with. Yeah, I was. I really was. Uh, Cagney. Yes, for first yes. class, you know, young lady and Melina and yes. Curry and Trigotis. Sure. And yes. you came in with just a bunch of good people. Yes. Like to this day, oh that's probably like the team that had the, the most chemistry and, and yeah. loved each other the most. So you got lucky. It ain't I always really, like that. I really <laughs> did get lucky. I really did. I really did. What about you, Ajayla? What made you I, fall in love with the game? I would definitely say the hard work that I put in and the things that came out because of my hard work the people that were supporting me it's just that I felt and like you said the relationships that I built with people I just I don't know I just felt that 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 sense of love because again the hard work that I put in and the things that were coming out the accolades and things like that and it's not just about the accolades but it's just because it, it, it was something that I wanted to do I was progressing you know a little fast so I was like, you know, let me, let me, let me, you know, take this in and just enjoy it. Because again, this is something that I want, I want to do. So the hard work that I put in, I just knew that it was going to come back. So well, that's helps, what I love. Definitely helps to, to have like the nice shiny gift at the end of your experience, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like I've seen a lot of Ronnie's posts and uh, <laughs> if you're half as proud as he is, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what are some things that make a good uh, basketball team? And, and not even like on the court. Let's talk about the intangibles first before we talk about the tangibles. In your opinion, what makes a, a good squad? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say like the, what I was talking about earlier, like there's no like sense of animosity or like jealousy when it comes to playing with each other. Like although like coming with it comes with the territory like some people are gonna play longer than you some people are gonna get a, more, a little more playing time and it's just like cheering up like each other and not bringing each other down like that's been like a big thing all throughout of playing um because I've experienced like a wide range of different teams like here when I started playing in eighth grade like we were really a family and you could feel it but then whereas when I played one summer in AAU 
it was more of like we weren't playing for each other we were playing for ourselves like it was like 1v5 whereas it should be 5 or 15 versus 5 like everybody should be a family and I think that's just the biggest thing is just not having that animosity against each other and like really playing as a team because basketball is a team thing it's not an individual sport yeah I agree with you. What about you, Ajay? I definitely agree. And I know on Monday I had, you know, the little fun thing with your girls. Um, after we did our training and everything, I really was emphasizing that make sure you guys have that chemistry. It doesn't even have to always just be on the court. It needs to also be outside as mm. well because, you know, when you get onto that court and you guys see each other and you guys play, it's like, wow, like, you know, this is like a family, like a family. And just like, you know, she said, sometimes a lot of people nowadays, it's like they play their, their selves. It's not a team. It's not a, it's not, a, you know, they're not congregating with each other. So it's just like, it's, that's not basketball to me. I just feel like chemistry is very important. Talking to each other, getting to know each other is important. Because, again, when you get on the court and you, you know, you play with each other, you have that you have that energy that you need, that fiery energy. So It definitely helps, you know, if you want to kill for the person that's standing shoulder to shoulder with you versus wanting to kill the person standing shoulder to shoulder. Uh, let me ask you this, and this is just a coach asking, you know, a female athlete. Um, is it is there more drama in the girls' game? Like, behind closed doors, since I'm a guy, I've never really been privy to going in the locker room and, like, seeing what really goes on behind the scenes, is the girls' game, like, more drama-filled, or do you think it's the same as the guys? It's just basketball. I don't know, because, like, I don't know how, like, a lot of girls is, but I know some some girls that I do know, they're, they're always like, I'd rather play with guys because it's not so much drama. Like, everybody's cool, but sometimes I see it on both sides, the guys and the girls. With girls, it's more so... How do you say it? Like, it's more so drama. They're going to keep it with them. I feel like with boys, it's like they're going to keep it on the court and not take it with them. With girls, they, it, I feel like they keep it with them. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but that's how I feel, especially with, like, experiencing it myself. I don't know. That's just how I feel. I feel like guys, they keep it on the court. They don't take it out with them or keep it on their shoulders. With girls, it's like... She did this yesterday, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep that. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna keep that same energy. For sure, I definitely agree. Like, with I don't know, it's something about guys. Like, I feel like they tend to like get over stuff a little faster. Yeah. And like when it comes to like playing, like they know like we're just here to play basketball. And like outside of basketball, we don't have to be friends. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. But like with girls. I do see, like, the lingering thing. It depends on... It really depends on the individual. Like, I try not to, like, hold grudges, anything like that. And when it comes to playing basketball, like, we're all here for one goal at the end of the day. So, let's leave it behind us. But some some other girls aren't like that. And it could be. It's with guys, too, I'm sure. I, I think it's an individual thing, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think with us guys, too, like, uh, we're quick to get over things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And then... Uh, we're, we're quick to settle things yeah, right. so that we can figure out who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> um, and part of it is is uh, we're kind of like we're, we're simple. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. So it, it's a agree. blessing and a curse. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, what, what makes uh, a good coach? Because y'all have been around uh, junior high coaches, high school coaches. You've been courted by college coaches 
in your opinion, what makes a good coach? Give me three things that you ideally look for. Mm. Not that you get to choose. You, you know, <laughs> right, right. coach chooses you. <laughs> right. Um, I I have had a lot of coaches and all different. I think um, one thing with all my coaches, like, I can tell, like, who has the passion for it, like, truly. Like, that's, like, such a big thing. Like, some coaches just do it to do it, and, like, the passion really isn't there. And that's What does that look like? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, you can really just tell it's, like, a feeling. Like, some coaches will just come in and, like, put you through the same thing every day, and it's just, like, a... Uh, like robot work just like same thing but like other coaches you can see how much they care about it and like they're gonna fix everything they can and like they not only care about um like when it comes to like being on the court but like you as a person outside and like making sure you're getting like all your stuff done um so that's the biggest thing for me I'm trying to think of some other stuff yeah, we can pass the mic to yeah, Jalen then if you you... To... so I would say the three things that I feel a coach should have. I would definitely agree with her passion, experience, and understanding. I say that because with passion, of course, you wanna you wanna teach and also learn with the girls because that's what we're we're doing too. We're learning, and I feel like with a without a coach not having that that sense of passion, it's like then what's the point of you know coaching? coaching basketball because basketball again it's a very it's evolving yes it is it's evolving and it's a very it's a very serious sport so without that passion it's like it's no fun now with experience I say because with some coaches that I had I kind of feel that they didn't really have as much experience I feel like they're just taking what they see to teaching they it's like they're not really teaching through experience, so it's kind of like they don't truly understand, and that's what leads to understanding. It's like, I also want you to understand, like, you know, I'm playing the sport, I'm, you know, giving all that I'm giving, and it's just, I want them to understand, like, you know, I'm also, you know, an athlete playing for you, so I don't know. That's kind of, I feel like those two kind of ties together, experience and understanding. Yeah, um, as an educator, uh, we're always going through continuing education. So I, I also feel that as a coach, you should be upping your game. You should be looking for new drills. You should find uh, things that stimulate kids' minds because kids are easily bored. Yes. And if you give them the same thing, like you said, if you're robotic, um, man, they'll turn on you. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll, they'll turn on you as the coach. So I think y'all hit on some good points. Um, give me one thing that bad coaches do. Um, I would say, because I wanted to add to the last thing, but I could just add it to this. Add it to this. I think um, as players, one of my biggest things is, like, I like to pride myself in being coachable. And I think going back to, like, the education thing and keeping coaches, like, keep learning, I think coaches need to be coachable, too. Because coaches will coach, like, hundreds of kids, and everybody's different. Mm. And so learning your players and learning how to coach them because – some kids really can't take that hard constructive criticism whereas the next player can and I think like coaching all of like every player you coach the same is like 
it can kind of like lead to a bad thing and I have had coaches like that and it didn't work it really doesn't so that would be like my biggest thing for me for sure it's a great point I like I 100% agree with that because I feel like coaches also need to know their their team's personnel without knowing their personnel it's kind of like she said basically like she said like if you're coaching the same to everybody it's kind of like to me like robotic it's not you're not giving what that person individually need. I feel like if you're just coaching the same thing to everybody, then it's it it's just the same. You wanna you wanna, I guess individualize it. Yeah, know their personnel and just kind of like coach to who they are. Because again, some people can't take criticism at all. <laughs> like they, I don't know. Like from what I've seen, some people like if a coach just like yell at them, they'll go back home cry and then to me they'll be like I want to go on the next level well do you know that on the next level it's going to be even worse like some coaches are very passionate about what they're doing so if you you can't take what you you're doing in high school and you want to go to that next level then I don't think it's you know what you should do because it's going to be hard there are going to be coaches that are going to be passionate when they're coaching so I definitely agree with that. Coaches should also know their teammates' personnel. Oh yeah, you you have to take time to to know what makes each person uh, mm-hmm. tick individually. Uh, like you made the point, some people you can be really stern with other people. You know, you got to throw a compliment, throw the, the constructive <laughs> criticism right, in the middle, right. and then end it with another compliment. Right. So knowing who to do that with is uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, what was it like uh, for the both of y'all when you're first starting to get recruited people are courting you they're telling you hey you're actually pretty good at this we'd like to possibly pay for part of or all of your college what did that feel like um for me uh it's kind of crazy because all throughout high school I never I never really had looks up until my senior year and like kind of towards like the end of my season middle of my season and it was kind of crazy to me like it was really like surreal because I like playing in eighth grade like I was like oh I don't know if this will go anywhere but it was so surreal for me and I don't know like we had talked about it earlier a little bit like um it's like it comes down to a feeling and um you could tell who really wants you and who like really doesn't and it was like it was crazy because I didn't know anyone who went through recruiting process uh, like no any friends um so I really didn't know the right things to say what not to say and so I don't know it was a whole process for me for sure for sure well I was the total opposite I had Ronnie he actually helped me he we had like nights where we would like study like, he would be <laughs> like Ajayla get your phone and he'll act like he's a coach and I'm you know the the team like the girl that they're recruiting and we would talk and he would be like you know you want to make sure when you talk you're confident in everything but with my process I only started getting looks when again I was my senior year it did feel like it was not real because throughout my high school year I, I wasn't getting any looks at all I felt like dang why am I still playing it's like no one's looking at me but when I started finally seeing like people were looking at me I was like wow people really like how I play like people are like looking up to me like I was having like younger children coming up to me like AJ like 
you're really good. And, you know, that felt really good to me. And getting my first scholarship, it was a blessing because, again, I thought I would never get that. You know, I've always had my moments. I'm like, I can't do basketball anymore. I want to quit <laughs> and stuff like that because I was just like, it's not working out for me. But like she said, it was so surreal. It was a blessing. So what are those moments that make, um, you know, a pretty good athlete want to quit? I'm very curious about that. I would definitely say I know everything is not going to go your way. Everybody's timing is differently. I would definitely say when when something is not when so I feel like some of us can't take how hard things are nowadays. I feel like that can be one reason. Another reason can be is when something's not going their way than what they plant it was going to be um when something is too hard for them and they're not just strong they're allowing like other people to dictate what they can do um they're allowing their emotions to get in the way and just not believing their process because that was me I wasn't believing my process in the beginning and that's kind of why I was like why am I playing basketball because like nothing is working for me but I had you know my parents like you have to believe in your process trust in the process that something is going to change and I listened and here (laughs) what are you uh, looking most forward to in college um basketball or uh, or not you know not basketball related yeah I'm kind of nervous and excited to like you know really get into my independence because I am going I'm going seven hours away and playing basketball I can't just come back whenever I want Mm. so getting into that independence more and then like Playing at the next level, I'm really excited because I do really, really love playing and, like, meeting new people and, like, where I'm going, it's a whole new world down there. Arkansas (laughs) different. It's a whole new world down there. So just learning it and, like, getting comfortable down there. So Mm. I'm excited, though. Me, um, I'm going 11 hours away, going to Kansas. So kind of like you said, I can't just be coming back to Texas to play (laughs) basketball when I want to. Um, I'm just really excited to, you know, build new chemistry, start over, start fresh, you know, you're I'm at a new environment, you know, meeting new people. That's kind of what I'm excited for, you know, just basically starting over and just building new friendships, meeting new people, meeting people that has the same goals as me so we could, you know, kind of lift each other up, encourage each other. So that's pretty much what I'm excited for. What frightens y'all about this new experience? Um, uh, so back to, I'm going far and I've never experienced like being so independent. So that does make me a little nervous. And then how far is Henderson state? Uh, it's about like six and a half, seven hours, but it's not bad. Like I've, I made the drive like a couple weeks ago, but it's not too bad. Um, but like, but being in season, I can't just like come back on the weekend or like, cause you have practice, you have so many like obligations, like being there. Um, I am also a little nervous because once you go play at the next level, it's like, you know, like everybody's handpicked, like everybody's uh-huh. good at this level. You play in high school, you have like smaller schools where it's like they're trying to get everybody they can or like anybody who wants to play. Um, and so in college, um, it's gonna, just going to be a whole new level. And I'm not, I have been like placed in the post position pretty much all of my basketball career because I've been the tallest wherever I go. So going to college and like 
facing up against like six five, six three girls is like that's gonna be like a new competition for me that I never got to really see in high school, which makes me a little nervous, but I'm excited to learn. I do love learning, so um, I definitely agree. I, one, I would say um, not having my family there, um, that kind of frightens me a little bit. And also what she kind of said is just kind of seeing the people that that's basically on the same level as me because, you know, coach handpicked these girls. So when you seeing girls that are do the same thing as you, on the same level as you, you know, it's like, you know, you got to do you got to do your thing. You got to work a little bit harder. And um, I think that's, to me, those are the two things. It's not really having my, my family there. Not saying that I'm not independent or anything. That's also another thing. I'm, I'm ready to, you know, feel the, the sense of the urge of independence. But it's just, you know, my family's there. They always, you know, help me back me up when I'm down or anything like that. Um, if something's not going right, they're always there to help me lift me up and stuff so I think those are the two things that kind of frightens me about college yeah it can be uh, frightening um let's talk about academics what is it that y'all are going up there to study I know that that can change like a hundred times in <laughs> yes. between you know your freshman and senior year but at the moment what is it that really interests you and you want to do after your playing days um I whenever I finish um, and I'm going to college I'm going on the pre-law track so I'm going to be doing like psychology sociology political science all of that to eventually hopefully one day to become a lawyer Ouch. so graduate school law school all that all the good stuff that's pretty cool <laughs> so when I'm done with college well I'm going for pre-nursing um, I've always wanted to work in the medical field so when I'm done with college I do want to go to the medical um medical school sorry I want to go to medical school that's always something that I've always wanted to do since I was younger a lot of people say are you sure that's what you want to do because like you said you could change your uh, degree like a million <laughs> and you of <will>. times <laughs> but it's just that you know that's something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was younger and I've just gone on the same lane since so pre-nursing school both of y'all are in the uh, help business mm -hmm. uh, if you look at what it is that y'all are both trying to do like in the grand scheme of things both y'all want to help people so it's very noble what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Because um, I know over here, at least at the junior high, uh, I make it a big deal to, to talk to my kids, you know, about like what what y'all turn into as, as adults and how, you know, this little portion in time has kind of led to something bigger and better. Um, what kind of legacy do you want to leave for like these Knox kids and these CP kids that are going to be looking up to you mm -hmm. and, you know, saying, hey, Bobby walked in the you know, the same path that I've walked. Right. Um, my biggest thing for me, in high school at least, um, when I got into the varsity level and junior high, ju junior varsity level, um, I kind of stepped into more of a leadership role and um, just, like, being able to, like, show other kids that, like, um, being, like, a leader on your team is, like, a big thing, um, and, like, being the right kind of leader, because I do think there's a right a right kind of leader and a wrong kind of leader, and so just, like, pushing in on being that right kind of leader, not bringing down your teammates and, like, just, like, uplifting everybody, and then also on the, like, academics end, like, you can do it all, like, I 
like to pride myself that I, I excelled in like academics at school so like being able to like do it all and yeah it's pretty about you what, what kind of uh, legacy do you want to leave behind over there in uh, John Cooper which <laughs> um, hadn't won a conference title until yeah. this last year on the ladies yeah. side 2021 um, I would definitely say don't give up on something you know that you can do because I've had moments where I would I know I knew that I could do something and also my team because I've had people tell me individually that oh we're you're not gonna make the championship Oh, you're not gonna be able to do this. Oh, you're not gonna make. Who it was saying varsity. that? Varsity, just people. People at the school. At some at the school. People outside of the school. You know, fam. Some family members. It was just you know some negative negativity going around. So I would definitely say just don't let anyone basically dictate what you know that you can do because only you know what you can do. So it's just like, don't listen to anybody. And as you can see, we won our championship in a very, very long time. And that was something that I've always wanted to do um, when I left high school, when I graduated high school and I succeeded that goal. So that was, I was able not to rub it in people's face. That was <laughs> nothing to ever do, but show people that I was, I was capable of doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah, so. they were missing a girls basketball banner, you know, in mm-hmm. that gym. And now they're going to be able to hang one. Yes. Um, is there a culture of hate with, uh, like, this generation that y'all are in? I keep hearing, you know, the naysayers, naysayers. Is it, like, is it the phone? Do, do people have the ability to reach out and hate a little bit easier because of social media and text? Yes, social media is evil. <laughs> social media is evil because that's where people get on their phone, get into typing, their fingers start moving, and they're behind the keyboard, so they feel like they can say any and everything. But I feel like... Nowadays, this generation, it's a lot, a lot of jealousy, a lot of hate. It's like no one is encouraging each other to, to, to be great. It's like everybody wants to see you fail, wants to see you, you know, drop. So it's just like this generation, I is just no positivity. Me, I'm the complete opposite. If I see that you want to do something, I'm gonna encourage you. I'm gonna lift you up because I wasn't raised to be, you know mal or evil you know I've always been raised to encourage other people if you see that they want to be great you know encourage them and that's all I've ever done but I know I've had people want to see me quit people didn't even want me to go to Cooper like it was a lot but that's what my legacy to them is to just don't let anybody dictate what you know that you can do yeah, so. just control the controllable right mm-hmm. right what advice do y'all have for young people that are about to walk this path? Mm, um, Specifically to, to my girls coming up. <laughs> I would just say uh, not to give up for sure because just coming from us, we started in the eighth grade, starting a lot younger. And to not let um, anything like discourage you or like deter you from that path, just staying focused um, and just being a good person at the end of the day because... At the end of the day, one day the ball is gonna stop bouncing. That's what a lot of recruiters like pushed in my head a lot. Like the ball stops bouncing at one day, and could you rightfully say that you were a good person at the end of the day? So that that's what I would say. Like I would definitely say not to give up. To always just continue to do what you know you can do. 
Um, I remember when I was around your girls, it was one girl that stood out to me. I don't remember her name, but I think she said she was going to the eighth grade. She was the really tall one. Okay. And I was just letting her know, like, I could tell that she was kind of, like, frustrated. But I went up to her and I was just telling her, you know, you have a lot of potential. Even though you don't see it yet because, you know, you're still young, you're still learning. You have a lot of potential, and I could see it. And I'm, you know, not a coach or anything like that, but I I could see the potential. I see how, like, how bad that you want it. So I was just telling her, like, you know, just keep going. You know, you have the body. You know, just keep going. Don't give up. Don't listen to what other people have to say. And just, you know, play your game. And then she's just, you know. I know exactly who you're talking about, too. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, like on a side story, that kid didn't make the team as a seventh grader. Uh, she is one hell of an actress. I actually went and watched one of her plays because I like to mm-hmm. uh, stay involved in our like in our student body's life. Right. You know, if I show up at a at a play or if I show up at a band event, I want my kids to know, regardless that hey, coach loves you. Um, but the kid has a lot of uh, intangibles, so mm-hmm. I see what you see, and uh, I can promise you this: Coach Ortiz will not be making that same mistake twice. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about too, and like I, I think it's like just that. like a thing. Like it, it takes a lot to mm-hmm. like be in there, like with girls who are more experienced than you. Like I think that's one thing I will say: it takes a lot, and like you could see it with her for sure. Like she's still in there, like and yes. to be like not make the team her seventh grade year, but she's still trying. She's still trying to get better and learn all this stuff like I like that's one thing I will commend her on because it is hard being in there with a group of girls who is are just a level ahead of you but that's just like it's just amazing to see for Poor sure. Poor kid was a volleyball first kid and um, she didn't make the volleyball team either. See and like her just like just that little knock down here and there but like she's still. She keeps showing up. Yeah like yep. she's and that's and the kind that's of what kid she yeah, That's what matters. Yep. She keeps trying. Yes, for sure. And that's what's going to make her be a better, not only a better player, but a better person. Yeah, for sure. Because you have to take that in life as well with you, to not give up, to not, like, what you see around the world, don't let it dictate what you're going to do. And that's what she's not allowing to do, so. For sure. Yes, and I'm not going to make that mistake twice. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, uh, I've seen enough as a person with with that young lady to know that that's the kind of person that I want in our program. I really do believe that we dropped the ball because we probably didn't know enough about her. But now that I've had a year to get to know this kid, Mm -hmm. uh, if we're all talking about the same kid, uh, she's got a spot on my squad. She'll definitely be coming on. Um, Let's take this last, you know, moment to to thank some people that have uh, really influenced you and um, have helped along the way. Uh, You can say one person you can say 20 people I don't care it's just really nice sometimes to hear a thank you and uh, especially from the the person that's been out there doing the work go with you AJ oh okay um I would definitely um first I want to thank God um because you know he he's helped me through a lot um pretty cool dude yes (laughs) (laughs) of course I want to thank you know my parents uh LaCondra Reed Ronnie Hodges um, a couple of my trainers, T. Will, C. Say, um, and my other trainers that, you know, that helped me become the player that I've been, or I have become, you know, it's been a long journey. Um, wasn't easy, but it was a, it was, it was a good journey to me. I was able to learn. So I just want to thank those people because they've never, you know, given up on me. They've always sacrificed a lot, taken out their time to, uh, help me because, you know, they could have said no. They could have, you know, 
done things that they needed to do, but they took out their time to, you know, help me um, open up their gyms and their um, facilities so I could um, improve my craft. So I just want to thank those people. So y'all know answers he say too? Yes. Good dude. Really good dude. <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Um, let's see. First and foremost, my mom, for sure. Um, I always get a little emotional when I talk about her, so I'm going to try not to. Um... <laughs> She does it on her own and taking out all that time and like spending the money and like putting that into like my AAU because AAU is so expensive and just like investing that into me and just seeing something in me. Um, and then of course you coach Ortiz because without you recruiting me in the eighth grade, I would have never been where I'm at today. And then some of my AAU coaches for sure because when I wasn't you know, the most uh, well-rounded, like, uh, best player on the team or anything. Um, they still saw something in me and, like, helped me get better and all that. But for sure, a lot of people, anyone, and, like, the people I've played with, for sure, like, everybody who I've played with, um, the basketball is a team sport, and I just wouldn't be here without any of them as well. So, for sure. Mm. Last question. What do you think is – the biggest lesson that basketball has taught you? Something that transitions over into life? Um, I would say, like, just, like, working hard because if you could take, like, working hard, like, on the court and, mm. like, this is something that you want to do and you love to do and so you're going to put all this work into and, like, be, like, dedicated to this. Like, that, I to me, that transfers outside of basketball. Because so. basketball is bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, like, taking all that hard work into basketball and, like, putting it into my academics or putting it into anything else I wanted to do. And then I also think basketball teaches you, like, not how to be a good person, but it builds your character as well. And I think that transfers outside of basketball, just making you a better person knowing how to work with people and yeah sure. I would definitely say work work hard and to also be strong mentally and I say that is because when you transfer that into life is because when you get a job or something or you have like an interview or something and something is just not going right and just like in the game if something is not going right are you just gonna stop or are you gonna just quit and just walk off the court so transferring that into you know your job you're just going to stop, quit, and not, you know, get the money that you need to provide for your family. You're just going to stop there. So I feel like that's a big thing, to just be strong mentally, because without that, then the world is going to basically eat you. Because, again, the world is very, not everyone is nice. Not everyone has the same mindset as, you know, you and your family. So it's just being strong mentally and just knowing who you're around, who you're talking to, just those things like that. Yeah, those bills got to get paid, right? You, you got to do the work. <laughs> Man, well, y'all two are very wise beyond your years. You know, it's very nice uh, getting to sit here and, and talk and chat with y'all. I wish y'all the uh, most success, you know, academically, uh, athletically. Enjoy it. You know, uh, stop and smell the roses. You know, don't look for a destination. And then think that that destination is going to make you happy because once you get there, you're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, enjoy the process. The process is like where the real magic is. You know, so stop to smell the roses, you know, smell the, the gem, you know, enjoy the 
the lunch and the cafeteria, like all those are things <laughs> you're going to look back at. And right now they seem silly, but those are things that I look back at. The bus rides, you oh, know, gosh. stuff like that. Or maybe plane rides since you're going all big time on me. I don't know. <laughs> um, where can people find you on social media, Miss Bobby Basil? Um, on social media, I'm on Instagram, and it's just bobby.basil. How do you spell Bobby, though? Because that's a different spelling. Yes, it is. It is. It's B-O-B-B-I, and then dot, and then Basil, B-A-Z-Z-L-E. And that's where people can find me. I'm on Twitter, too. I'm just Bobby Basil, but if you look at my name, you should find me. Not everybody has my name, so... I misspelled it a couple times. Really? You misspelled my name? <laughs> it happens. It happens. Well, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Instagram, it's Ajayla underscore A-J-A-I-L-A-H. And on Twitter, it's Ajayla O, with a capital O. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all for coming on the show. It's an honor and a pleasure speaking with y'all. We'll <laughs> chat with y'all again whenever y'all come back from your freshman sure. year. And you for can sure. tell me <laughs> what it was like. Because uh, I could tell you my freshman year playing uh, sports in college was a whirlwind. So I think y'all are going to come back yes. and hopefully have more good stories than bad stories. <laughs> but either way, I want to hear all your stories. Yes. So uh, y'all take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you, everyone, for joining the Be Someone podcast. And uh, y'all go out and be that someone. Bye-bye. This is Blue July, and you're listening to the Be Someone podcast. Lights looking bright, the H got the vibe She's my name on the sign, it's my time to shine When I was cruising 45 and it crossed my mind That I shine like a sun and that I'll be someone Lights, camera, fashion, use the flow molasses Blue the line, my fashion, future brightening glasses Applause from the masses This is the Be Someone Podcast